You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Give Your Life Away podcast. Today we will be in Revelation 8, verse 6, through chapter 9, verse 21. So a rather lengthy section. I'll spend most of the time on this podcast reading the passage and then make a couple comments at the end. Revelation 8, starting in verse 6. Now the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to blow them. The first angel blew his trumpet, and there followed hail and fire, mixed with blood, and these were thrown upon the earth. And a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. The second angel blew his trumpet, and something like a great mountain, burning with fire, was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star fell from heaven, blazing like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became wormwood, and many people died from the water, because it had been made bitter. The fourth angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of their light might be darkened, and a third of the day might be kept from shining, and likewise a third of the night. Then I looked, and I heard an eagle crying with a loud voice as it flew directly overhead, Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth! at the blasts of the other trumpets that the three angels are about to blow. And the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to earth, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. He opened the shaft of the bottomless pit, and from the shaft rose smoke like the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened with the smoke from the shaft. Then from the smoke came locusts on the earth, and they were given the power like the power of scorpions of the earth, They were told not to harm the grass or the earth or any of the green plant or any green tree, but only those people who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were allowed to torment them for five months, but not to kill them. And their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it stings someone. And in those days, people will seek death and will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. In appearance, the locusts were like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were what looked like crowns of gold, their faces were like human faces, their hair like women's hair, and their teeth like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the noise of their wings was like the noise of many chariots with horses rushing into battle. They have tails and sting like scorpions, and their power to hurt people for five months is in their tails. They have as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek he is called Apollyon. The first woe has passed. Behold, two woes are still to come. Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels, who had been prepared for the hour, the day, the month, and the year, were released to kill a third of mankind. The number of mounted troops was twice ten thousand times ten thousand. I heard their number. 
And this is how I saw the horses in my vision and those who rode on them. They wore breastplates, the color of fire and of sapphire and of sulfur. And the heads of the horses were like lion's heads. And the fire and smoke and sulfur came out of their mouths. By these three plagues a third of mankind was killed, by the fire and smoke and sulfur coming out of their mouths. For the power of the horses is in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails are like serpents with heads, and by means of them they wound. The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands, nor give up worshiping demons and idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, which cannot see or hear or walk. Nor did they repent of their murders, or their sorceries, or their sexual immorality, or their thefts. Now again, as I've said before, I'm not able to go through all of these word pictures and define what every single thing means, what every single creature means. But, but I want to point you to the big picture and something that I think is very key here in this passage. After reading of all this destruction, including demonic activity, locusts like scorpions, smoke, sulfur, What amazes me is what we read in the final two verses. Verse 20, The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands, nor give up worshiping demons and idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, which cannot see or hear or walk. Nor did they repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. These people in the future, will not learn from the judgment that God has imposed on others all around them. The horrific things that are written in this chapter and these chapters are, are, are clearly going to be seen and understood by people around at that time. They're going to see a third of the earth die and fire and smoke and grass and fires. I mean, we just, at the time of this recording, we just saw a number of fires take place in California three to be exact, and it's on national news, has been for over a week. A third of the earth will be burned at this time. This is going to be catastrophe like the earth has never seen up to this point. And when that happens, when this catastrophe that the earth has never seen up to this point, other than the flood, when this happens, people will see this, know that it comes from God, and still will not repent. What should that teach us? Well, we're just like those people. We're humans. We have the same souls and hearts. We're just like them. So what it should teach us and warn us of is the the challenge it is to have a soft heart. What we should take heed to is how hard one's heart can become. So what I take away from this passage today personally is that these people are just like me, humans. And humans often disregard warnings and lessons that we could learn from those who've fallen before us. So I would encourage you to ask, if not beg the Lord for a soft heart before him. Hardness of heart is a real thing. Ask him to make you aware of the consequences of other sins. And maybe it's the consequences of sins and people that you've read about in the Bible. Or maybe it's the consequences you've seen from others who are around you in your life as they suffer for their sin. Beg the Lord to give you a soft heart when you're admonished by him, to give you a soft heart when you hear preaching or read your Bible that is convicting. Ask him to bless you, to give you a soft heart so that you can heed the warnings that he gives. 
A hard heart isn't just something people in the Old Testament have. A hard heart isn't just something people in the future in the book of Revelation will have. We all have a hardness of heart that can be true of us. That's why the Psalms are written and 1 Corinthians 10 is written to show us, do not harden your heart. So today, ask the Lord for a soft heart before his word. Ask him that you would tremble at his word. When convicted, you would not excuse or deny, but you would confess and honestly bring your heart before the Lord and that you would respond to the warnings that he gives, that you would respond to the discipline that he gives. Do not let your heart become calloused in any small way because that callous only grows and grows and grows. And the end is something that you read about in this passage, which is very scary. So ask the Lord for a soft heart always before him. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.